Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am Patricia Downs. I am Bridget Downs. And I'm Margaret Downs. Good job, you made it Yay! through the intro. Yay! Yay! Today we are uh, we watched and are, we'll be discussing season one, episode ten of Supernatural Asylum. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. One of the things that's been happening is that. We've talked about how we're getting new cabinets in, right? I don't know if we have. Oh. We, we've discussed the layout we of our kitchen before. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I don't... Yeah, we did, but I don't think that was because we were talking about the cabinets. No, we're, we were just... We were talking, talking about, about the weird art cabinet. Yeah, which, is which f- to recap, is where the fridge is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're getting new cabinets, and Dad and I have been moving everything out of our old cabinets down into the basement where they'll probably be lost forever. Then afterwards, when we were driving, we had been working for like one and a half hours, and it was really sweaty. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there to one of the coffee shops that we have downtown um, that I really like going to. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go there for a few hours and just kind of chill, maybe write some. And... On the drive there, Dad was like, mm, yeah, one hour. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, on the clock. So, money. I'm like, oh, mm, money. Hey, <laughs> and I was like, you, you did a- not tell me, uh, but oh, okay. good. Good. You have a summer job. Yeah. You're, you are a uh, an apprentice contractor. Yeah. You are installing cabinets in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! You are you have an apprenticeship as a contractor. And I'm also getting paid to walk the dog. And you are having wow. and you have a dog walk business. But like these are long things. Walks, these are things you can put on a resume. Yes. You you had a contractor apprenticeship and you were a dog walker for a summer. <laughs> They're like, so why do you want to go to theater college? Well, I did have a little uh, experience with installing cabinets. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about that, but maybe... You have experience uh, using your day job to support your artistic career. Um, But yeah, that was kind of nice. So that's 10 bucks that I'm going to get. I get paid. I get paid $10 per hour. For cash? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's basically what I take home after taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stephen's finding it uh, a little difficult to do full eight-hour days doing and hard then, lawn work and uh, yeah. jobs. And, and then come home and fill out grad school applications and do his do own... Do the dishes. Do the dishes, and... do his own reading. Yeah, that's... You know, and now I, he's into Final Fantasy XIV, oh so we got that. I mean, on his that's plate. that's a part-time job on its own. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's too into there's it. He didn't know he would be so into it. I think there's at least fourteen. There might be more. Final Fantasy <laughs> is Disney. No. Oh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, which yeah. is the one with Cloud? I don't know. Final Fantasy. Yeah. I I, uh, I I say so far more confidently than I feel because I've not played <laughs> yeah. either, and I do get those two games game franchises yeah. confused. Because yeah. <laughs> I think 
I've been getting so many, like, so many TikToks about Final Fantasy. I a lot know. of people are playing right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because a lot of people who used to play WoW are seeing, like, a lot more, um, like, there. there's a lot more, like, better features in Final Fantasy that are similar to WoW, but, like, kind of like an upgraded version, so. Is that what Steven's seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Is is he going to leave WoW? I don't think so. Uh, not completely. He's he's always been into like WoW and classic WoW. So like the way that the original game was made to be played. And for anyone uh, at home that doesn't know what WoW means, it's a World of Warcraft. <laughs> is that just for you? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm just for like, anyone at home that doesn't know, know uh, what's it mean again? No. <laughs> no because, not me, but but for a friend. <laughs> no, because you never know. You guys have just been saying wow back and forth. <laughs> wow. wow. How does he feel about wow? wow. <laughs> the concept of wow. wow. <laughs> Is he gonna... You think he's gonna stop <laughs> wow? <laughs> Is he leaving wow behind? Punk, punk, punctuation there. Do you think he's gonna stop? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's ever gonna stop. <laughs> was, do you know if Stephen was playing during the, the epidemic? In, I don't think so. I know he knew about it and was like super into that. But I've, I've it was not so funny. I've not met anyone who was actually playing then. Yeah. What? And like the the so there was a famous um, uh, epidemic in in the world in, of World of Warcraft. Oh, I thought you were in the game about itself. Our epidemic. No, no, like, it's like, no that, that's a pandemic. And that's in the real world. The yeah. World of Warcraft epidemic was a glitch in the game that allowed a um, par- part of a, a special quest that was supposed to be like just confined to a specific area of the game. Like you, you know, enter the this you, you, load, you go for the raid. Yeah, you, you're you, the only ones who do it. You load into this into this like mine area, and there's this you know some monster that gave you this like wasting d- disease. That, like, you know, sucked away your hit points or whatever. And then you die there. It was supposed to be really hard. But when you reload, your character just goes back to your last save or whatever. Um, But the problem was that if you had a companion animal with you, the companion animal would load with you when you reloaded alive again. But it would be the same companion animal and and it got, like, sucked out of the the mine and it could carry the disease but not be affected by it. Hmm. And then give it to you. And then you in turn and would now, give it to a lot and now, of people. And now it's outside of the, the confined locked area, and then it spreads to the entire server. And it was a disaster. They, they, like they, uh, like actual like pandemic studies people were like, we need to study this because <laughs> it, like your people behavior mm-hmm. um, is so fascinating with how this happened. And yeah, there's the people thing. who take advantage of it, the people who are trying to help other people during Pe- it, people like like posting up saying, "Stay at this is a quarantined area. Do not come in here. There's plague this way." People who are selling fake cures oh for it. Oh my god! It was like it was amazing. And uh, Blizzard, I think, owns World of Warcraft. Yeah, they were like, "No, you can't study this. It's not real. It's a video game." Uh, and they're, and they're like, "Um, the people behavior is fascinating yeah. here, and we would like to just look at it." It was a it was a whole whole thing. There was no cure. They could not find a cure. Oh my god! The only way they could fix it was to completely reset the world like two weeks before the event. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they, they there was there was they they couldn't do it. That's really funny. So they're like, well, that's concerning in case of a real world pandemic. <laughs> this was several years ago. I was wondering if Stephen was playing while this was all going on, and if he was aware uh, aware of it hmm. or affected by it. Because um, I've not met actually met anyone who was playing during that time. Yeah, huh. that's um, really funny. that I know of. 
Just curious <laughs> to see what it was like. Yeah. Did you know that people chew on sticks? Did I know that people chew on sticks? Like, like there are like sticks you can buy that are like these are for chewing on. Well, I I didn't I didn't know that specifically, but I know that it is becoming more accepted socially for people with like oral based stims mm-hmm. to have things to chew on, like a silicone, like they're they're kind of like teething necklaces, yeah, um, or like 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 adult chew toys, mm-hmm. um. For that, like, oral stim. So it doesn't surprise me that that texture it's be... It's like kids that chew on pencils. Yeah. Yeah. It would be the same... It would be the same sort of... But it's literally just, like, a piece of a stick and people sell it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they just went out into their it's backyard. It's not, like, treated a specific way. It's, I mean, it's I'm just, sure it's it is. It's just a stick they got in their backyard. Yeah, it would be it really... looks like just, like, a piece of a stick is that's the, been is cut. The, is the bark peeled off or is it got bark on it? It's, like, a very thin bark. But it's still got bark on it. Okay. That would be so now, funny. Now I'm curious if it's, like, like how woody it At is, least what, what maybe, like the texture, if it's, like, a green I think wood. it's a thing because I knew somebody who was, like, yeah, this is, like, my chewing stick. And I'm, like, okay. I'm sorry. You're going to have to run that one by me again. Yeah, it's my chewing stick. <laughs> Your chewing <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I get it because, like, the... Yeah, because people chew on pencils. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's it would be the same the same that stimulation. Nine. You know the the tic, the TikTok sound. It's like a, you know like a three girl thing, and the first one is head of censorship and mind control. Yeah, so I only know that sound because someone did a totally spies cosplay. Do you remember that TV show? Yes. No. It was it was kind of fun, but I, I remember just base stuff. That, yeah, it was a TV remember. show I used to watch. It's a cartoon. Yeah, yes. of these three girls. One was kind of like blonde with a bob. One had long red hair. And the other one, she had kind of, it was like black hair and a bob. And they, their gadgets were like a compact. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, is this the one with the lasers that doesn't make sense? Where they, like, like she like catches a laser in like, like yes. in the mirror yes, of the yes, compact yes. and then tur- like, like goes to like reflect it, like, like reflects it onto another compact and then it's just bouncing back and forth between the two compacts. It's like, that's not how yep. lasers work. Yep. <laughs> I think I've only seen that clip. <laughs> do you remember my spy kit? Yes, yes, I, I do. remember my, my phase where I was a spy. Yes. And I would spy on the neighbors, which mostly just involved watching them sit in their living room reading. (laughs) Yep. And we would do that at Grandma's house, Yeah, well, it had that big window on the second floor, and we could see into their living room. Yeah, yeah. Moby Dick. Good choice. (laughs) I have no idea what they were reading, but we had, like, a little flashlight, and I think binoculars. Yep. Um, and oh we would, God. like, shine the flashlight through the window and with and look, <laughs> at look at the binoculars. Imagine! I just know. look out the window and so see flashlight. <laughs> Shining it on the glass. Yeah. yeah. They should have been able to see that. It's almost like we when... We're very bad at our job. <laughs> our job is spies. <laughs> Shining a flashlight through the Second window. Second grade spies. Oh, my God. Because this kind of... I mean, it's not as creepy. Oh, it's not as creepy as when we just stare at the window and watch into our neighbor's window and be like, hmm, what are they watching? Well, that's yeah. not, we're not being subtle about that. We just stand and look at the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our living room window's lined up with the neighbors so we can watch their, their TV. Sometimes they It's watch, really funny. Sometimes they, they, mostly... play, they play Fortnite and um, they watch Mario Kart. They, they play Fortnite and Mario Kart, and they watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot of football, mostly. There's a lot of football. I think yeah. they also play Madden. Do we have a, a, a speaking of? 
Speaking of uh, spies, let's sneak around in an asylum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of spies. Spying. Spying. Being sneaky. Being sneaky and breaking and entering. Flashlights. 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 Speaking yeah, of flashlights. flashlights. Let's jump right into season one, episode 10, Asylum. All right, uh, so season one, episode 10, Asylum, written by Richard Hatem, 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 uh, wrote Phantom Traveler. Okay. I hate this. And directed by Guy B. All right. I like that name. Um, this is the first, this is the first episode he's directed with Supernatural, but he will go on to direct a number more. So we can keep our eye out for Guy. Um, this episode aired November 11th. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't seem right. I just read the 11 twice. Oh. oh. <laughs> 11-22-05. November 22nd, 2005. Yes. <laughs> there we go. End of, it's end of April, beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Now. In Asylum. All right. So, uh, episode description. Sam and Dean investigate an abandoned sanitarium and discover the patients had revolted against the cruel punishments inflicted by the head doctor. Is sanatorium... Sanatorium... Sanitarium is like... Means a mental asylum. Okay. Sanatorium is like... Where you you go... For tuberculosis. tuberculosis. (laughs) (laughs) For fresh air. Yeah. Go up to the mountains for fresh air. Yeah. Lake Placid. Yeah. Yeah, that's where people went. Oh, that's like no, that's literally where people went. Was Lake Placid? That's one of the reasons. Yeah, Lake Placid and Serendipity Lake was literally where people went to get treated. No, because we we have antibiotics. antibiotics. (laughs) I don't know. It's a bacterial infection. Yeah, I know. Only and it doesn't work. (laughs) That's true. To get fresh air. Yeah, Yeah. like just just sit just sitting in in the fresh air exposed to the cold does not help your tuberculosis. Yeah, being out of. The smog of like New York City, yeah, helps, helps your lungs. Because yeah. I'm thinking, you're of thinking the wind of, rises. Oh yes, wind rises. Yeah, same uh, idea. Yeah. Be, being out of the city smog helps your breathing in general. Yeah, it does not fix tuberculosis. Yeah, the city smog of Japan, right? Back yeah. in World War Two. Yeah, um, I do not know really anything about world history. You'll learn. Yeah, I'll learn next year. Right, because this year you kind of didn't count. But no. technically you were in world well, history this year. No, this year we only got to... Right. So, cause, right, because Global 9 and 10 covers world history. So, yeah. so, so next year you'll learn the rest of world history. Is it the same as 7th grade? 7th no, grade, grade was like New, New York history. history. Oh, okay. 7th grade... Eighth grade is U.S. history. Sixth grade is world history. Mm. Okay, so um, <laughs> Roosevelt Asylum, Rockford, well, Illinois. First, did okay. you see they're back to the old? Oh, yeah, previously on. on. Yeah. So this is something that was confusing to me about these two episodes. In Asylum, they are referencing things that happened in home. Huh. Yeah. They reference like like oh man all that stuff that what happened in Kansas. But the way some of the things are set up in both Home and Asylum feels like these two episodes should have been switched. Yes. Yeah. Like Home should have been the mid-season. mid-season break. Because Asylum is the mid-season break. 
Oh, okay. like it's it's the uh, this is the last episode of the fall. The next our, our next episode aired in January. Mm. So there there are things about both of these that feel like they should have been switched. But in Asylum, they're referencing stuff that happened in Home. Just so, just if some of the production part side of it felt kind of strange and awkward to me. Yeah. And one of those things is the previously on, um, which wasn't a previously on. It was the same 22 years ago that they've been doing the whole season. Yep. And the Kirby knife is back. Yep. Why? We don't we know. We don't know. What if it just doesn't have anything to do with anything? What if? It doesn't. It doesn't? <laughs> I, I am almost positive it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just a clip from dun, dun. the first episode <laughs> that they that shows that the bag that Sam was packing is not like a normal ca- bag for a camping trip. He's packing a weird, oh, strange, nice. like sacrificial knife that he still has at college. That's not, you know. Dad went on a honey trip. And he, he hasn't has been home in a few days. days. So I just thought the previously on, which mm-hmm. which was back to the old 22 years ago thing, yeah. was very weird. So we start at Roosevelt Asylum in Rockford, Illinois. We got our no trespassing sign, a condemned sign. We pin in for some graffiti on the inside. Liquor bottles out on a countertop. And a flashlight illuminates these chained up double doors. And we see bolt cutters come in and clip them. Mm-hmm. And they, they pan over this uh, big, big staircase and I'm like, I'm pretty, I don't know how many times they film at this location, but they film here a lot. There <laughs> are, I know we use these stair, the staircase for a hospital at some point. Yeah. We use it for a university at some point. <laughs> like we, we use this set and the exterior the, and the other buildings on the grounds of this location for lots of different things. And like, and I don't, I don't know if this is the first time we use it here, but I'm like, I recognize this staircase. <laughs> mm-hmm. So bolt cutters chain. Yep. Clink, clink. We got our two police uh, exit their car outside. We got a younger guy and an older guy. Uh, (laughs) The older guy is our local legend cop. Yeah. Yes. He goes, I forgot you're not a local. You don't know the The legend. legend. (laughs) You don't know, and neither do you, audience. Yeah. (laughs) So let me me give you some exposition. (laughs) Every town's got its stories. Ours is Roosevelt Asylum. They say it's haunted by the ghosts the patients spend the night. Spirits will drive you insane. So here's a thing with, like, spooky... Like, if, if we're going to talk about, like, oh, this place is haunted. Using a mental asylum yep. as a haunted location is lazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially inherently like, spooky. Because, like, yeah, the inherent, the, the, you know, quote, inherent spookiness of it yeah. is they tortured people here. Yep. And it's like, oh, the people here were crazy. Like, the mentally ill are not there for your fun spooks. Yep. Nope. <laughs> and the people who were here were tortured. This yeah, is This is were, not a here for fun spooky time. They were cut open for fun. Yeah. Um, so. Which, so, like, you, so, ju- just that they're using, you know, the spooky asylum thing, it's lazy. Yeah. I do like that they did something very slightly different with that over the course of this episode. Yes. That it's not just the crazy people who are the spooky thing here. Yes. Um, I do like that slight, however slight, subversion of that trope yeah, for this episode. Like, I don't know if we should talk about it right now, but I did like... We'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, but I do, like... We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there when, when we, we get, get there. there. <laughs> um, I, but ju- just getting it out of the way... If you're using an asylum for spooks, 
it's lazy. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Just it's that's not that's not what they're there for. I think the only time it's acceptable if it's not spooky because it's an asylum, if it's just spooky because it's a super old building and it's like super dark. Sure. If if it's like, you know, we're just we're here because the building is spooky, that's mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. But if you're here like like Because it was an asylum. We're, yeah, we're we're here because there were crazy, crazy people, people and they're probably still haunting here. Like And they wanna kill you. No. Yeah, no, that's no. that's lazy spooks. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're we're not here for lazy spooks. <laughs> here in this household, we don't advocate for lazy spooks. No, give us some good quality spooks. <laughs> like Hook Hookman oh. standing standing behind the door. Yeah. Oh, Hookman. That was good. That was a good spook. Oh, Heisenberg. <laughs> I have a photo. Did I show you, Patricia, the photo of the Hookman? He looks exactly like Heisenberg. Except without sunglasses. Yeah, except without sunglasses. And I was like, damn. <laughs> He's hot. Stephen was like, if there, are, if he didn't have the voice, no one would be yeah. all over him. We gotta get moving. Yep. Our police officers go in and announce themselves. Uh, they walk through the now open double doors, commenting on the fact that there must have been bolt cutters here. They're like, these kids are legit. And they decide to split up, which is obviously a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Our younger cop goes into the biohazard door. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Which, Our older which, cop finds... Which we now realize from, you know, watching later in the episode. Yeah. How'd that guy get down to the, the basement? basement so fast? And that's the first place he went, was just straight down to the basement? What's wrong with this yeah. guy? Yeah. No, he's like, creepy, creepy asylum. Let's, let's, let's not, go down to the let's basement. Let's not only split up, let me head straight to the basement. Yeah. T- what? I think he might have thought, like, okay, split up, you take this floor, I'll take the other one. Maybe then more they could have made that. Floors, oh, there were upper floors. I, we don't see anyone go up there. Really, no, they stay on the they first, on the first, first floor in the basement. But the, that's the first place. The first you go place to go is not is the not bio, only the basement, the, but the biohazard, biohazard room door? in the basement. Yeah. All right. And I drew a little biohazard thing. <laughs> it's not very good. It just looks kind of like a seagull with feet and antlers. Ah. Flying through a ring of Only fire. Only now that you've said it. <laughs> a seagull with feet and antlers flying through a ring of fire. <laughs> Our older cop finds a group of kids hunkered down and is like, all right, come on. <laughs> We uh we see our young cop's flashlight is flickering. Yeah. I'm like, and, that's a great sign. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we see a door open. Creaks open. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> By itself. Yeah. The older cop watches the kids drive away. In a way too nice car. Yep. I don't know if you noticed that kind of what I kind did. of car that was. So, well, I think that like that must mean that these are stupid rich kids. Yeah. Doing stupid, stupid rich kid stupid things. Rich kid shit. Yeah. I just thought it was funny how when he was like, "Okay, coming out," they're like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> you caught us." Yeah, yeah, and they were all like dopey, smiling at him, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would be dummies. terrified if cops were in there. Running around going, police officers! Even though they yeah, weren't. Yeah, no, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. Just go, oh, you guys found me. Oh, you got yeah, me. Yeah, you, you got, got me. Ay, ay, ay. But when, when the young cop goes back to him and they get in the car, he just goes, see anything? And it's just this absolute dead blank stare on the guy. And then he goes, huh, nah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, something's up with this guy. Yeah, we see him we see him brush away a bloody nose 
when he gets in the car. And we learn his name uh, when he gets home. Uh, Walt. My brain said Worf. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Worf. Not Worf. <laughs> yeah. So Walt goes home to what we learn is his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's in bed. Yeah. And uh, she's trying to talk to him, but he's not saying anything yeah. to her. She's like, are yeah. you still mad at me? And so we learn that they've been having a fight, and she's like, what, are you still not talking to me? She's like, I said sorry so many times. And he's acting strangely through this whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his, oh, his, his head is tilted at, like, a 45-degree angle. Silently putting his gun and all of his pocket stuff away on, like, the top of the dresser. And he... Then he picks up the gun, turns around, and shoots her in the head. And I'm like, wait, that's... That's great. Yeah, we got a murder-suicide situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we see from the outside two shots. Yeah, yeah in quick succession. My um, brain just thought that he shot her twice. No, yeah, that was oh, my first thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is gross. I was like, that was overkill. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a murder-suicide. Yeah. Um, um, I was like, yay, a woman who only existed to be I, killed. Yeah, I said, like, oh, Walt, that's no way to treat your sexy lamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah your potted plant laying, in your, yeah. in your house. <laughs> she was just laying Mur- in bed. And she murder, was like, suicide's not the way to go with that, bud. You know, she's just laying in bed, and she's like, Walt, what are you doing? What are you doing, Walt? Watching him just slowly pace around the floor. She's like, Walt, what are you what are you doing, Walt? Why aren't you talking to me? So, <clears throat> rock and roll plays. We're at a motel with a flickering neon sign. This is a pretty classic place for Sam and Dean to crash. Yeah. Dean is looking through Dad's journal. And Sam is on the phone. We, we, you see, he's still calling around looking for John. Yep. No we, one's seen him. No leads in we, the journal. We get a couple name drops of characters I feel like we might actually meet or that... Yeah. Give further name drops further down the road. Hmm. Caleb Jefferson, Past- Pastor Jim. Yep. Um, mm. These are, so we learn that, like, well, John has some contacts of some kind out in the world. It's not just the Winchesters who are doing hunting supernatural stuff. Right. Um, he has other contacts. Um, but all of these guys, Sam's calling around to nothing. What led to him saying he writes like freaking Yoda? Dean's looking through the journal and oh, yeah. um look and Sam asked him if any clues to where he went. Dean says like no. He's like I love the guy, but he, the guy writes like freaking Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I think the first of many, many many pop culture references in this episode. Yes. This episode is like 50% pop culture references, 50% just long panning shots of spooky architecture. <laughs> Dean's phone rings. It's like a phone call of doom. He gets a text from Unavailable, mm. which is the only... It all it says is 42, comma, minus 89. So we know their coordinates. And I, d- I did not check to see if those are real coordinates. Yeah, I thought no, about I didn't it, either. but... <laughs> um, we did that before. Yeah, and... In the, and the sec. The second episode, yeah. which they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, Sam was doing something weird with a ruler. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's right, Sam. They look it up. It's the coordinates to Rockford, Illinois. Yep. Uh, Dean finds a local paper that has a story on our young cop, Walt, who killed his wife and then himself. Um, through De- you know, Sam and Dean's conversation, Dean is so hoping that John is going to be there. Yeah. And Sam, Sam's annoyed that they keep getting jerked around like this yeah. and going like case after case. And like, the, he's like, dad's just 
having us do jobs. He's yeah. n- not, we're not going to find him there. And Dean's like, well, dad, uh, dad's telling us to go somewhere. We're going. Dean, Dean says, if he wants us, if he wants us there, it's good enough for me. Dad's telling us to go somewhere. We're going. He is hoping. Dean, mm-hmm. Dean is so hoping that John is going to be there. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Dean. We car room out of town. Uh, so now we get to the old terminal pub and we meet Sheriff Gunderson, who's the old cop from the first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, very weird for me to see Sheriff Gunderson in the, uh, in, in the, the closed captioning, the, um, the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Sheriff Gunderson is a character in King Falls AM, a, a podcast I listen to. Okay. They're on, hi- they're on hiatus right now. <laughs> he's, he's a villain on, on King oh, Falls no. AM. I was like, ah! Sheriff Gunderson, ah! So we see Sheriff Gunderson um, just having a quiet drink. And Dean <laughs> walks right up. Like, hey, I'm uh, Nigel Tufnell with the Chicago Tribune. Which, I, you know, it would make so much more sense if they posed as journalists more often. Yeah. Yep. That's way easier to fake. Way easier to get into places. Your clothes kind of match it, too. Your clothes yeah. make so much more sense. Your attitude makes so much more sense. Like, hi, we're federal officers. Like, 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 no, you're not. In a jean jacket? Really? <laughs> Point of order, Dean is not wearing his leather jacket this episode. Yeah. He's wearing his canvas jacket. Yep. I don't know why. Uh, the, but, Honestly, yeah. Ni- I think it's just the days that they're cleaning them. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Tufnell. Another pop culture reference, because Dean usually uses pop culture characters as his fake names, uh, is the lead guitarist of Spinal Tap. Really? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's so... F- yeah, and we were... We were just talking, talking about, Spinal about Spinal Tap last night at dinner. Because um, we were talking about mockumentaries and, like, Parks and Rec and stuff. And then I was like, you know what I haven't seen yet? Spinal Tap. And Dad was like, I don't know if it holds up anymore. <laughs> So our Sheriff Gunderson is like, leave me alone, please. My friend just died a week ago, and then you come up to me and ask me about it. Like, do you understand how uncomfortable I am here? And he's like, well, yeah, but like, I want to get the scoop. I need this story. Tell me your side of it. Sam comes over, pushes Dean real hard, says, hey, buddy, he's an officer. Why don't you show a little respect? Dean's face. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> like, like, he's like, fucking excuse me. He's like, like about to break character. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh we're really? gonna have, we're gonna have really? words later. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> and he goes, that guy's a jerk. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> so we get Sam is gonna connect with the witness. That guy's this a serious jerk. <laughs> the, this sort of bait and switch that they do. They don't do this very often. Aww, I liked it. I, I it was liked a good it. plan. It was a good plan. It was, you know, switching up the routine. It wasn't yeah, their usual at thing. At first, I was like, Dean, you're laying it on a little thick there. And then I saw something, I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it was, this was a fun little change up. Because usually, I mean, they, they sort of fall, just fall into the routine of, we're with the FBI. Yep, yeah, we're together and we're here for the same purpose. And also, but by that point, they've got suit, suits that they wear regularly. Not they just... have not worn their suits since they tried to be Homeland Security. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it didn't go so well. Dean probably, like, sat down and ripped the back of his pants or something. <laughs> like, or they're just, you know, in a balled-up pile yeah. in the back of the car. But when Sam gets outside, 
Dean says, shoved me kind of hard there, buddy boy. Mm -hmm. It's method acting. It's like, what? Um... So we establish that this was that the uh, the murder suicide. It wasn't some you know depressed person. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know pattern of behavior. Like there's something weird going on, and it's linked to the asylum. Yeah, Walt was a good cop, head of his class, even keeled, bright future ahead of him. He and his wife had a few fights, but mostly smooth sailing. So yeah, Dean's like either Walt had some deep seated crazy, or something else did this to him. Yeah. And based on, you know, the, the patterns of stuff, they're, they're, they're leaning, this is something else. Yeah. Um, so now we jump right to <laughs> some some breaking and entering. Yeah, some some boys jumping the fence in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, that was I was like, wow, Dean. The way Which, that he, like, vaulted <laughs> yeah. himself <laughs> over. Cypher's a parkour. Yeah. Um, parkour. Like, which, like, you know, get, I guess, get that in while you're still in your 20s, because you're going to be doing this for 15 years, and you're not yeah. going to be able to do that forever. Can't do your own gonna... stunts for um, that long. Which, so, I guess, I mean, this is, in the, this is in broad daylight, so I appreciate them for that, that they're yeah. investigating a place in, during the daytime. However, the con- the following conversation is the type that they would normally have, like, in a library while they're doing research. Right. Because they then have, like, questions that they have to go research. So why risk the breaking and entering, being spotted, uh-huh. breaking and entering in the middle of the day? If they're just going to stand, like, stand around having a conversation that they could have in a, in, a, in the yeah. library. I don't, yeah. I, d- I don't know <laughs> I why, don't except, <laughs> except that they needed to get the most out of their on-location on filming. Yes. <laughs> So we learn in uh, 1972, three kids broke into the South Wing and only one survived because one of the other ones set the place on fire. <laughs> it looks like, uh, Sam's like, looks like these doors are usually chained up and could have been chained up for years, either keeping people out or keeping something so in un- until those dummies <laughs> yeah. broke in. Yeah, so they walk through. Uh, Dean oh. calls Sam Haley, Haley Joel. Joel. Yep. Let me know if you see any dead people, Haley Joel. I, I paused this and laughed out loud. <laughs> Stephen was like, what? <laughs> was Stephen watching this one? He, I, I explained to him. I'm, I'm like, they just, he just said this. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, no, you know the not, kid from The Sixth Sense. Oh. Yes, and he's like, yes. and he goes, ah, poltergeist. And I was like, no. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Ah. <laughs> ah. Good effort. I'm like, no, no, I said the sixth no. sense. <laughs> He's like, oh. oh. You said the kid from the sixth Six. sense. Ah. 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 Oh, okay. guys. <laughs> That's a no, honey. No. no. The sixth sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. It was great. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, reference to the sixth sense there. I don't know why. I just write stuff down, and, like, later, I'm not going to remember what it means. Oh, no. I just write spooky. <laughs> Strange vibes. Well, that would be this whole place, yeah. 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 Um, we get some establi- some lore established that I think kind of sticks with it. Mm-hmm. Um, ghosts are attracted to uh, ESP. Yeah, and Sam's like, it's not ESP. I just get strange vibes sometimes. EMT. That- <laughs> EMT. <laughs> EMT reader. EMT. Wait, like, Sam, that, that is what, that's what ESP is, is, like, is the strange yeah. vibes. But, yeah. um, oh, that's why I wrote down strange vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dean says, don't ask, don't, don't tell. tell. Yeah, which 
I don't know how Which it applies I, like, to you. Like, I feel like just made me blue screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yikes, Dean. Yeah. Uh, why did you say that line? Why was that written? Is the, <laughs> the question. That's like, that. that's, you know, on my list of top ten unintentional homophobic queer coatings. That was... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like... It's gay, but it's homophobic at the same time. Yeah. It real that as like wow, they really had him say they really had Dean say that line. So he said Okay. He said don't wait, what did he say? Don't ask, don't tell. Okay. Do you know what don't ask, don't tell is? Not necessarily no. Okay, so there was a policy in the US military for a while where you were allowed to be gay as long as no one knew. Oh. Yep. If anyone found out, you'd be kicked out of the military, you'd lose your military health insurance, your family would get in trouble, it was a whole thing. Wow. Um, so you were allowed to be gay, you were allowed to be gay and married if that was legal in your state, but no one could know. Yeah. But how would you get in? So if you were gay and joined, and ma- like, like say you were gay and you were married and you joined to the military. Like if you were a gay man. If you were and, a gay man. And you were married to a man. And you were married to a man. How would they not know? Don't ask, don't tell. So oh. if you didn't say anything, they would turn a blind eye. Mm. As long as it was something that you were, you know, you know, making like a good faith, quote, good faith effort to hide, they wouldn't like pry into it. Okay. So don't don't make a big deal out of it. Don't say anything. But, but the, as part of that, you know, if you, you know, were killed overseas, they wouldn't tell your husband. They'd tell like your parents, and yep. then they'd have your your partner would have to find out like on the news. Oh my god! Yeah, it or it's, if it was the a parents were close to the partner. Sure, sure. but that didn't but it was as often. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was it was a yeah. it was a whole thing. Then these the, we we get another piece of lore that I'm pretty sure is only for this episode. Spirits can't appear during certain hours of the day. Yeah, I was what? like I was like since when? Since uh when? What what? What? Huh? Since when? That's never brought back. So we get no readings on the EMF. Doesn't mean nobody's home. Then we get um, a quick in quick succession a series of pop culture references. Yes, yes. Patricia Arquette, Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Oh yeah, he's like. Yeah. Who do you think is a hotter psychic, Patricia Arquette, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or you? Do you know what those two are referencing? No. I didn't look it up. Patricia Arquette was on the Medium. She played the Medium. Okay. Oh. Yep. Jennifer Love Hewitt was. Our favorite Ghost Whisperer. Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> oh, no. Hey! I love it. I love Ghost Whisperer. What <laughs> was on that? <laughs> Sam Smackstein right It was, it was a mid-2000s oh. show. Fine. Uh, yeah. And then we, you know, we get into, like, the, you know, main area of the, uh, the South Wing, and we see all kinds of, like, you know, electroshock, lobotomies, creepy shit. Gross room with stuff in jars. A baby doll without a head. Which like that's yeah, that says more that says more to me like oh this is like you know kids kids were breaking in here and messing around with stuff and yeah. trying to make it creepy. Yeah, I but said this is some like shit straight out of Little Nightmares. You oh, remember? Yeah. You weren't really awake while watching. I don't. It. I was not because I was too scared. I think. Yeah, it's really fun though. I like mostly if you just think while you're watching it. If you just think to yourself. Only pay attention to the person playing it and their reactions and how goofy they are. Yeah. 
Because I mostly didn't. I just watched Sean play it because Mark hasn't played the second one. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole section where it's just a bunch of discarded body parts that are like mannequin parts. Oof. And at one point, one of the hands in this giant pile starts to move. And then it falls onto the floor, and it's like, and starts chasing you, and you're like, oh, and it's making this tapping sound. Remember like, when our D and D in in, our, in the campaign we play with Dad? Mm-hmm. Remember when we were in a basement and we fought a box of box hands? Of hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then and then hands. we and then every single one of us fell down a hole one at a time. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. We're like, okay, we've got a rope. We're gonna climb. No, nope. we didn't use the rope. That was the thing. We did not use the rope. We were like, I can climb. Every single one of us said, I can, <laughs> I can do, do this. It. And I think, I think I went last. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because I saw everyone, including the monk, fail. And then I'm like, I, a dwarf, a dwarf druid, I could do. No. 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 <laughs> My, I have a wisdom of twenty. I can no. fix it. <laughs> I can fix it. Um. So as as they're wandering around this creepy room, um, we have another rapid fire series of yeah. uh, um, pop references. culture references. Uh, Dean references Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Sam rep- references Amityville, which was a book and a film series, I didn't and the Smurl haunting, which was a in real life a couple who insisted that their house was uh, haunted by a demon. My brain just went to. The Smurl Sisters. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, then Dean references again Jack Nicholson, but in The Shining. Yeah, he goes, like, a friend Jack. Again. friend Jack in The Shining. And, I, and I'm just now realizing, um, so the, the guy who wrote this episode also wrote Phantom Traveler, mm-hmm. where we had our favorite extra line, Poltergeist. Oh, I love oh, that movie. movie. <laughs> I love that this this uh this writer likes pop culture yeah. references apparently. Yeah. He's like so like a poltergeist. 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 I, I love, love that movie. movie. Oh my god. That's that's a good one. Um Yeah, and then right after he uh he brings up a man Jack from The Shining. Yeah. Sam's like, Dean, when are we gonna talk about it? He's like, What? The the fact that dad's not here. He's like, uh, 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 let's see. Never. <laughs> oh my god, oh. Dean. Dean says, Dad's given us an order. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's given us an order. So we gotta follow Dad's orders? Of course we do. Dean. We gotta find out more about the Southern Wing, see what's happened here. And he finds a plaque that says, Chief of Staff, Sanford Ellicott, MD. So now we're going to go investigate... Um, I really liked this part. It's <laughs> a good scene. Yeah. Sam gets an appoint a therapy appointment um, at a clinical psychiatrist. Yep, and he's at the office of Doctor James Ellicott. We learn that Sanford was his father. Sa- Sam is there posing as a therapy patient, and he is you know trying it's to like get, I'm kind of a history buff. T- trying to get this guy to drop more information, and. Uh, this guy drops the 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 phrase the Roosevelt riots, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is like like listen, I'll tell you what you want to know if you do therapy. Yeah, he's <laughs> like we're on your dollar, Sam. Uh, Sam actually having to go to therapy, and the way that he was like, let's talk. He's like, you're obviously avoiding something. He's like, what? He's like. Let's talk about this brother of yours. He's like, uh-huh. how do you feel about your brother? And then he's like, uh. <laughs> and then it just cuts to him 
walking out, and Dean's like, you were in there forever. Dude, dude yeah, he's brooding outside, and he's like, dude, you were in there forever. What were you, what were you and doing? And I'm like, like, Sam went to therapy. <laughs> Good for you, Sam. The, that, actually, you know what? They do go to therapy. Sort of, they go to therapy at another point, but it's for a case. Oh. Again. But it's, and they don't really do the therapy. They, they, it's a, no. it's, I just really I like how he's like, so let's talk about your brother. I know, how this might be the only him? time Sam actually goes to therapy. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, okay. Um, you got so, me there. So Sam give us, gives us the lore drop. The South Wing was where they kept the worst cases, and there was a riot in 64 that got pretty gruesome. Patients, staff were killed. Um, some of the bodies were never recovered, including Dr. Ellicott. And they had to shut down the hospital after that, transferred the surviving patients, and it's been, you know, dormant ever since. So they're like, well, obviously, you know, un, you know unrecovered bodies. Angry spirits angry, here. angry spirits, obviously. We got to go back and investigate tonight. So, See, I thought that... So then it shows, like, people walking into the asylum, and I was like, oh, they're back. And I was like, oh, no. Oh no, it's two high school kids. The, our, our next scene, we see, we're like, oh no, we got some dumb kids wandering around. Yeah, They're on a date. I thought we were going to a movie. Come on, it'll be fun. Let's look around. Come I, on. I said, this would Loki be a fun first date if the guy wasn't acting like a douchebag. So they're, you know, they're wandering around. They split up, like, immediately. Let's yeah. check it out. Gavin, no. Like, Gavin, Gavin, no. Gavin, no. <laughs> and he. He, he obviously sees that she's uncomfortable here, and he's like, okay, you just stay here. I'll go on ahead. And she's like, but... Yeah, no, okay. he, they just immediately split up in the dark yep. and spooky place. What an asshole boyfriend. He goes um, to check out this open door, and the door closes behind him. Yeah. <laughs> There's some tapping noises. His yeah. flashlight starts flickering and goes out, and we see a figure standing behind him a little ways off. Some kind, like a girl with long hair. And I was like, "Oh, she's back." Okay, and he was like, "Oh." Yeah, he so turns you... around, walks. And like, she walks toward him. He's yeah, like, "Oh, like, you finally decided to follow me." And then she just she goes up to him, and he's like, "Hey." Yeah, and they she, kiss. She just like kisses him, grabs his face, and like, pulls him in. He's like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Damn, that was kind of hot." <laughs> <laughs> pulls away. Where's your face? We hear from a distance, Gavin, where are you? Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, that's not a cat. That's not, that's not a cat. That's not a cat. She's got a creepy kind of gory face. Yeah, yeah, like her skin is melting. And just the way I kind of, I got caught with that. I was like, oh, you're like, <gasps> yeah. I was she, like, she moved like a ghost. Kind she did. Of. She did the ghost speed walk. I knew something was up. But I was kind of caught off guard by the hot kiss, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh shit, he wants to kiss her!" Because she's like, "Gavin, where Gavin, are you? Where are you?" And I was like, "Oh it's no, my cat. Oh, it's my cat. cat!" Now Sam and Dean arrive. Yeah, yes. Dean's got his EMF out. And it goes. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's got his camera and a flashlight. And we got some orbs. Yeah, it's like, this is white some, orbs. This is we got orbs. This is some classic haunted stuff. You know, I have experienced experience with this kind of ghost haunting and hunting. Uh-huh. We tried to find orbs, but it didn't work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, 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 no, that's just the glare. Someone's cat was in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and their eyes were blowing. <laughs> There's lots of spirits out and about. Yep. So we got to find the bodies and burn them. We see something move behind them. The boys turn around. It's gone. So they turn back, they keep going, 
We see a body in like a straight jacket under a cart. Yeah. With its head twisting really fast. Yeah. He's got, he's got a lobotomy mark. Yeah. And I said, and they're talking, and they say something about, like, psycho killer. I'm like, okay, asylum, crazy people, yay! Yeah, they're they're doing that thing. I said, we Um, love misrepresentation of people who are mentally ill and have disabilities. Yeah. Um, And then we get, you know, a lot of spooky camcorder and flashlight motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam's on his own. Yeah, Dean just disappears. Oh, my God. We don't know where Dean is. No. And then uh, Sam is, you know, moving his camcorder around, and there's a oh, ghost. Oh, yeah. Did it get, did, did it get you? It did get me. It got you? Not me. <laughs> That's because I was sitting in my dark room, uh-huh. curled up oh. in my blankets with my snacks, and I was watching, and I was, like, watching because I hadn't taken some notes in a little bit because it was only, like, pan yeah. shots. And then it was just, boom. I'm like, what <laughs> you... Uh, the yeah, ghost with it, with her arms reaching out to Sam, and he's like, huh? Uh, uh. Spooky, shoot the ghost! Dean comes Dean. running around the corner. Shotgun! Yeah, of and course. bang, Dean to the rescue. Dean always is shooting ghosts. Dean does that a lot. Yeah. And she kind of mists away. I said, she probably just wanted a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam goes like, she didn't hurt me, didn't even try. That was weird. So what did she want? Yeah, that's when I was like, she... She just wanted to hug. Her arms were reaching out, man. Yeah. She was scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then our boys hear a whimpering behind an overturned bed. And, and we, they, like, cock their guns yeah, and, like, they, they We get sort of, like, a fake-out jump scare. Yeah. I knew that it was going to be Cat, of course. Yeah, yeah so it's, we, they find Cat, the, you know, poor traumatized Cat. Two big men approach Cat. She isn't even phased after that first jump. She immediately trusts them. And I'm like, oh my god. Dean does do his... His we're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna hurt you thing. But it's and he And he does drop his voice into his his calming, soothing voice. I guess. But they just were right in her face with guns. Yeah. And then she was like, almost immediately after that, she's just like, okay, I'll help you guys find my boyfriend who I'm going to break up with after this. Yeah. She tells them about Gavin and their date. And they're like, oh my <laughs> god, you stupid fucking kids. Yeah. She's like, I've seen things. I heard Gavin scream. I'm not leaving without Gavin. So they split up to start searching for Gavin. This confused me. Because Dean... At first, Dean's like, okay, Sam will get you out of here. I'll keep looking for Gavin. Which yeah. like, okay, get the civilians out of there. Keep clearing the building. But then she has her whole thing about how she's not going to leave Gavin. Why do they still split up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Why not have both of them there to protect her if she's going to insist on being with them? It's like, okay, fine. She's going to stay with us. And then Dean's like, I guess we'll, the, the two of us will go this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. It was just to split it up for further plot. Yeah, to, to keep people, to keep splitting people up and to keep, you know, having people get grabbed and, to, and dragged around. And yeah. It was like, well, that just seems silly. Um, Sam goes wandering off alone. Dean and Kat are team up together. And Dean has a moment where he's genre savvy. Yeah. Where he turns to Kat and he's like, have you ever seen a haunted movie? Yeah. Yeah, I said, nice advice, like, Dean. Like, listen. Yeah. Don't he said, do hey, what you did time, today. Like, hey, next time, pay attention when you're watching a horror movie. Don't go to a haunted place. That is the worst idea possible. She's like, like okay, please. Like, 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 he's like, listen, be a little genre savvy. <laughs> you know what show you're in. <laughs> <laughs> um, You will be lucky to make it to the end of this one. Yeah. Since you are a woman. 
Sam finds Gavin asleep on the floor. Yes. Yeah. Gets him up, tells him that they found Cat. Gavin says that he was running and he fell. So he's like, running from what? Knocked himself out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there was this girl. Her face was all messed up. Uh, Did she try to hurt you? No. No, but, like, she kissed me. Sam's like, like, what? what? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do you remember anything else? Like, and he's like, uh, I was scared, and, and she, I and she me, and I ran because she was scary. And it looks like Sam's patience is wearing thin at this point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, I am so done with this idiot. He's like, oh, oh, and she tried to whisper something in my ear. It's like, do you remember what? No, I ran no, I ran like hell. Like, oh my god, you're useless. So we you know, switch back to Dean. Dean's flashlight starts to flicker. Now, Dean, you just yeah. talked about being genre savvy. Yep. And he gives us, he gives us a good son of a bitch. Yeah, son of a bitch. And he's like, oh man, my flashlight's running out of bat. Like, you, you know that means ghost. Yep. You're in a haunted place, your flashlight starts flickering, you know that means ghost. And then Cat's like... You're not an amateur. And Cat's like, Dean, you're hurting my arm. And he's so, like, what are you talking what? about? I'm not touching your arm. And then you're like, you Look see the hand on her arm. There's a hand. Ah! Ah! And it pulls her quick into a room. Dragged yeah, behind really the door. Really zoomy. Door shuts. Ghost, ghost motion yank into a room's door slam shuts. It was really funny how quick it went. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, you know, ghost fast. Yeah. yeah. Ghost fast. Dean tries to pull the door open and he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a <laughs> little commercial break. We come right back to cats banging on the door. Dean banging on the door. Dean's pulling. Tries a crowbar. Cass is sc- cat is screaming. Yeah. Okay, you guys said Cass. I, I didn't. Like, I didn't mean no, to I say Cass. Cat. Cat. I was like, <sighs> no, <laughs> no, not, not yet. yet, not yet. <laughs> we see a figure behind Cat. She turns around and it's gone. She is locked in the room with a ghostie. That would be so scary. Uh-huh. Yes, this would be horrifying. Sam and Gavin run over. And and Sam comes out with a wild theory. Yeah. He's like, Cat, you have to face it. It's trying to communicate. It's not like, going to hurt you. She's like, what are and you talking every, about? Everyone else is like, what, what? are you talking she's about? Like, she goes, he- you face it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, Sam, where did this theory come from? She's locked in a room. Why are you... What? This... You're, why are we testing your weird yeah. theories now? And, and where did you get this theory? And just the way that she is so vulnerable and terrified. And they're like, just face it. Just look at him. And he'll tell you something. <laughs> and he's terrifying. He is so yeah. scary. Yeah. And he just slowly goes over to her and, like, reaches out his hand and, like, moves his mouth to her ear to whisper something in her ear. I'm like, oh. Yep. This is so gross. And after, you know, a long pause, the door unlocks itself. She comes out. She looks traumatized. I, she, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, it whispered in my ear, 137. And they all go, room, room number. number. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to split up again. Uh, Dean is going to go to room 137. Sam is going to get the dummies out of there. <laughs> yes. So as as we're walk, we have a bit of a walk and talk with uh, yeah. Sam and Cat, and Cat starts just asking Sam all it's kinds like, of questions. Uh, so how do you guys know about all this ghost stuff? Like, it's kind of our job. She's I, like, and Dean, he's your boss. He goes, <laughs> no. no, just just Sam's monosyllabic replies. He's yep. so done with these, these kids. kids, these idiot like, kids. He's so done with them. Like so, um, so how'd you get into this? Yeah, how do you how do you get into this stuff? business? <laughs> Why are you here? He's like, oh my god, just shut up. Um, Dean finds room 137, and the room is just in disarray. 
uh, and with and we do find the nameplate for Doctor Sanford. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, this is his office. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, Gavin, and Cat get to the door. It's locked. The windows are barred. So they're they've figured that something wants them to stay here. Yeah. Sam starts to put the pieces together. Something's keeping them locked in, and it's not the patients. Dean back in room one thirty seven has a successful perception check. Yeah. Uh, and finds, finds, like, a false panel in the wall. Yeah, gets a leather satchel with He's... a journal in it. And we have a fun prop! Yeah. yeah I the like patient's journal. I like fun props. We got some fun handwriting and drawings and stuff. And diagrams point. of, like, saws and instruments mm-hmm. and lobotomies, etc. And at one point he says, I don't get paid enough for this. And I said, Dean, you don't get paid at all. <laughs> <laughs> he also says, all work and no play makes Dr. Ellicott a very dull boy. Yeah. It's, it's from The Shining. Yeah. All work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. 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 That movie wasn't very scary. The only part that I didn't like. That movie's very long. <laughs> yeah. But it's cut into segments. Yes. So if you just, like, watch it segment by segment... It's fine. Which is how I remember it. I don't remember it as one cohesive film. Mm -hmm. I remember a bunch of different segmented movies. Uh, So we get a creepy point of view from around the corner. (laughs) Um, Something's watching Dean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam comes back to Gavin and Cat. He's like, he was looking for another way out. Can't find one. He gets a call on his phone. Phone of Dean. Cell phone of doom. It's coming at me. I'm in the basement. And now, here's another thing. So, back in Phantom Traveler, we had an audio recording with a lot of whizzing and popping and, um, like, haunted sounds. This audio recording has a lot of whizzing and popping and haunted sounds along with Dean's voice. I didn't make that connection. (laughs) I was like, maybe he's in the the basement. There's no service here. I'm in the the basement. Did did, did you know what was going on? No. I didn't either. Okay. We did just see... Dean was just sitting in room 137. Which I assumed was going to be in the basement. That's what I thought, too. This. Okay. Here's... So, for those who don't know, here's how room building room numbers work. Oh, okay. Well, number one is going to be on the first floor. One is on the first floor. If it starts with a zero... zero it's going to be in the Or basement. the letter B, it's in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Well, they caught... They got me with this one, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. Sorry. I... I... Again... Assuming I leave this part in the episode, I worked in building, cleaning, and maintenance for a long time. I know how room numbers work (laughs) extremely well for no good reason other than I'd be called on my, my, you know, walkie-talkie that I'm needed in room, you know, 263. Right. uh, Of, you know, 263 building C in this particular dorm. I should know them better because I've been to many hotels. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said hospitals. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, the first digit or two is the floor. The last is the last digit or two is the room number. And it has a star next to it on the <laughs> And it, that means lobby usually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lobby or ground floor or ground. So if it's room 137, it's it's the 37th room on the first floor. We all the the, the more you know. The more this is you how know. this is how room numbers work. Um so Sam asks, at least at least in the United States, because I know first floor, oh, ground yeah. floor work differently in other places. Other in the United places. States, first the first floor is the ground floor. That's the floor you walk into the building on. That's floor one. Do you think yeah. we're going to have listeners outside of the United States? Hey, listen, on All Work, No Play, which is Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal's podcast, uh-huh. they, for some reason, they had listeners 
this was kind of an ongoing joke and was probably completely made up, but they were, co- were frequently referenced their listeners in Malaysia. So, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> they had like 10 listeners total, and nine of them were in Malaysia. So <laughs> the other one was Travis Willingham. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Game Show has some listeners in the Philippines, and you know, whenever they call in, Manolo's like, I'm from the Philippines. <laughs> 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 and he's like, what part of the Philippines are you from? But it's usually the same listener who calls in. He's like, I'm still from the West. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hope we get international listeners. Yeah. yeah. Sam asks uh, Kat and Gavin if either of them can handle a shotgun. Gavin's like, no. Kat's like, uh, I can. And Dad took me to... Skeet oh, shooting. Skeet yeah. shooting. And Gavin's like, what? Girl? Shoot gun? They, they don't say that. Gavin does look a little bit like that. Yeah. Sam doesn't. Nope. No. Sam's oh, just no. like, yep, okay, yep. cool. Hand it over. I'm not going to verify this, but I tr- But you, you sounded confident, so here you go. Yep. And I think it verified the way that she cocked the gun. That yep. was also kind of Yeah, Gavin looked at her confident. and she's just like, <laughs> she's like I got this. I and got like, this. that was kind of badass. I don't know. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like there it. in like an oversized sweater and her hair's in her, on, in her face with it and she looks she's kind of serious. She looks a little scared, but very serious. She goes, uh, Sam goes into the biohazard room. His flashlight starts flickering and goes out. And and he's like, "Oh man, gotta change the battery." Oh my god! Like you guys, idiot. you, you know. know, you know, we've dealt with ghosts before. We know they mess with flashlights. You if you're if, if it's you're in a haunted building, you know this. You know this. You literally deal with paranormal stuff for your jobs. You deal your with this on the daily. Your flashlight goes out, ghost. You know that this is a ghost. haunted place. You're a ghost. You have seen ghosts here. You should um, know what this means. The door creaks open and Sam walks out. He hears Hurry. some whispering, is aiming his shotgun and he, as he looks around. And yeah. we see a shadowy figure behind like a privacy screen. And he pushes it away. It's nothing. Did, yeah. you, did, did you guys get caught by either the fake jump scare or the real jump scare? No. The real one? Yes, I think so. Because, like... Not the real one. I was kind of expecting it. Right. So he's, they, they, he, you know, he pulls the curtain back, and it's like a fake jump scare. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's nothing there. Nothing. And the and the, the camera is tight to his right shoulder. Yeah. And turns with him as he turns to his left, and there's some, there was something standing behind him. Yeah. Gets grabbed by the face by the ghost of Doctor Ellicott. He's like with Don't weird worry. electric yeah, energy got... coming he, out he, of his he fingertips. He has he has electric shock hands. Unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> He says, don't be afraid. I'm going to make you all better. Great. Yep. <laughs> um, so back to the uh, dummies upstairs waiting in the hall. Yeah. Dean finds Gavin and Kat. Kat well, almost... Sh- well, first, d- d- <laughs> Kat ca- calls Gavin over. And she's like, if we make it out of this, we're breaking up. We are and, so breaking up. And Gavin's like about... He looks like he's about to say like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. He's like, yeah, he's like, he, that's he's fair. He's like, like, that, yeah. Oh, checks this, out. Yeah. All right. And they're, they're like, oh, we hear something. And they jump up. And she's got her gun ready. She's ready. She's ready. She's ready. Dean comes around the corner like, oh, shit. She shoots right where his head was. Yeah. She is a good shot. Yeah, Dean ducks. And he goes, stop up. <laughs> Dean As ducks he... around the corner and has three dammits right in a row. He's like, don't shoot, it's me. <laughs> and she puts the gun down. She's like, sorry. Sorry. So sorry. sorry. He gingerly looks around the corner, looks at where the rocks all hit the wall where his head was. Yep. Looks at her. 
And he's like, he's like, what are you two still doing here? And like, and, and like you called Sam and, and he went down to the basement to find you. That's when I was like, ah. D- and, and you see Dean work, working out the switcheroo and he's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. We got yep. that. We got smart ghosts. This is a problem. Yep. So, <laughs> so he's like, okay, you guys seem fine. Um, watch yourselves and watch, watch out me. for me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now Dean is going to look for Sam and he leaves the dummies back upstairs and he's like looking around, looking around, looking around. And then we have a sudden and creepily fast entrance from Sam. Yep. Yeah. This Sam tells him that he found Dr. He t- tells him that he found Dr. Ellicott's lo- logbook, that he was experimenting on his patients, uh, working on some extreme rage therapy, where he thought that if he could vent their anger, they'd be cured of it, but it only made them worse. So maybe he's doing that now, the cop, the kids in the 70s, making them so angry that they become homicidal. And Sam is kind of acting, like, weird and pessimistic through this whole thing. And he's like, well, that seems... That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't think it's down here. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think there's any hidden door. The the logbook said there's a hidden room. I looked all over the place. I don't think there's anything here. And Dean's like, well, I check the logbook and I'm going to look around. Mm-hmm. And he literally finds, like... Dean, again, with the perception check, well done, sir. He's like, yes. oh, it's so easy. There is literally an outline I know. It's, of where it's, the door is. <laughs> yeah. There he, is an like, indent. He finds, he finds the draft he's, under yeah, the door. Like, and he kind of like, 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 looks at Sam like, like uh-huh. <laughs> I am smart. Uh, he's like, finds the door. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then Sam's nose starts to bleed. And we're like, oh, yep. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he takes out his gun. Dean steps back from the door, and he's like, What are you doing, bud? Yeah, he's like, Dean, step back from the door. Sam, put the gun down. Is that that an order? Because I'm tired of your orders. (laughs) It's more of a friendly request. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it. Dr. Ellicott got to you. Dean spends the rest of the scene trying to charisma his way out of it. Yeah. It does not. What are you going to do, Sam? That gun's filled with rock salt. It's not going to kill me. Bam! And he gets shotgun blasted through the door. No, but it'll hurt like hell. (gasps) Through the secret door. Lands on his back. Dean comes too. Sam, we gotta torch those bones, then you'll be back to normal. I am normal. Just telling the truth for once. Uh, why, Why are we even here, following Dad's orders, like a good little soldier? Are you that desperate for his approval? He's like, this isn't you talking, Sam. That's the difference between you and me. I have a mind of my own. I'm not pathetic like you. So what are you going to do? You kill me? Sam's saying all this. He he looks like his brain has been scrambled. His nose is bleeding. He's Uh tapping himself on the head with a gun. He looks unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Huh? You going to kill me? I am sick of doing what you tell me to do. We're no closer to finding dad today than we were six months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've been, you know, doing this for six months since Halloween. Which would put us in late April, early May. Mm-hmm. So, Dean goes, here, take this then. Hand Sam the real gun. A pistol. Sam aims it at Dean's chest. And he's like, do it. He's like, like, you hate me that much? Like, Come on, take it. Real bullets are going are gonna to work a hell of a lot better than rock salt. You hate me that much. You think you can kill your own brother? Then go ahead, pull the trigger, do it. He does multiple click, times. Click 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 click. Oh my god! And gets distracted long enough for Dean to Dean get the smacks him away. Get the gun away, knock him to the ground. And he's like, "Man, I'm not gonna give you, you a loaded, loaded pistol." pistol. <laughs> and knocks him out. 
Sorry, Sammy. So this whole scene, I feel like they were trying to give Jared Padalecki what they gave Jensen in skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little. How do you guys feel about his effectiveness, his effectiveness here? Well, he wasn't... I think it's different when he's, like, in skin, Dean got to be scary. And in this, Sam is more... Like, he's not... I don't know if he's supposed to be scary either, but he definitely doesn't come off as, like, super scary. Even though, like, we don't know that the stakes aren't that high because we don't know that the gun isn't loaded. Or I think it... I was like, okay, well, yeah, he's obviously off and stuff. It did really surprise me when he pulled the trigger multiple times. Yeah. I, I think, was like, And oh that, that shot on his face was pretty good. Yeah. Because, like, it, it, it seemed to me like they were trying to parallel what they were doing with yeah. Dean in, and it, and it being, like, sort of an unreal, an unreal version that's speaking from the psyche. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're trying to parallel what they were doing in Skin. You know, so in, in Skin, they were drawing on, you know, the subconscious thoughts that Dean was having about his time with Sam and about his jealousy. And here they're drawing on Sam's subconscious resentment and just his, you know, latent anger with Dean. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did good at being angry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just, I don't think it was as... It wasn't as meaty a scene. Yeah. I, there wasn't as much to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so... I, I think the scene in Skin was a little bit more effective, but it oh, wasn't yeah. it, but it wasn't as meaty a scene yeah. in this. There wasn't as much for Jared to do. Right. It it was it was a lot faster of a scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was like only like a minute and a half. And it was interesting how like at least to me, so both scenes, both in Skin where it was drawing on Dean's psyche and his you know, his uh jealousy and resentment. And in this scene where it's drawing on Sam's anger are very Dean-centric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. If, if, they, if it were a true, you know, parallel and reversal, this scene would have been much more Sam-centric and would have made Dean like, and the audience have other realizations about Sam as a character. But this was making me th- just think more about Dean. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm not sure, which I don't think is what they were intending because it felt like it was intended as a parallel to uh, the scene we got in Skin. But it just made me think more about Dean. Yeah. And Dean's reaction to Sam, because in Skin, Jensen's having this amazing acting moment, mm-hmm. and Sam, as a, as a character, is just there to sort of keep the scene going and react and get him to say to do more of his evil monologue. Yeah. And here, if it were, again, a true parallel, Dean would be, you know, doing a similar thing, like, you know, like, oh, what next? Like... But, and, and a little bit flatter, like, just to keep the scene going. But we got a lot more out of Dean in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got, like, D- Dean was more of an active participant in this scene than Sam was in the other one. Yeah, it wasn't as one-sided. Right. Dean pulls out what we what we think is a real loaded gun, hands it to Sam, d- going to allow him to be ex- himself to be executed. Yeah. This is... Not exactly the first time, but this is, you know, the, I think the first really explicit scene where we see, at least, you know, the beginnings of Dean's suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. which is something that sticks with him as a character. And his, when he says, you hate me that much, Dean believes it. Yeah. He does. And he, there's something there Dean definitely thinks he deserves that. Probably secretly wish 
Maybe that there, there was a bullet in the gun. There, well, he handed him a gun. Like, it's... Yeah. There, There's... Even if there weren't any bullets in it, it is still very he, telling. It's... it's there, there's... So, again, about this scene, it just gets drawn back to Dean for me. Mm-hmm. I did think Sam's acting was good. Yeah, I thought I thought that you know they they you know gave they they were trying to give even if it wasn't his media scene they were trying to give Jared a you know a, a similar chance to to have that sort of to have that sort of scene. But the focus of the scene just kept kept getting drawn back to Dean, and I thought it was very telling him pulling out what we what the audience thinks is a real gun and telling Sam to go ahead and do it, and his his. The, the break in his voice when he says, you hate me that much. Um, do you think you can kill your own brother? Like, it's, go ahead, pull the trigger, do it. Like, it's, like, <laughs> Dean, my dude, <laughs> um, go to therapy. Like, yeah. Uh, Sam did. Sam went to therapy yeah. today. Sam today. So back in skin, what the, the, what the shapeshifter is when he's drawing on Dean's uh, Dean's memories, Dean, Dean you know, to to build his Dean persona. That we, we remember the shapeshifter connected with Dean mm-hmm. on feelings about his own monstrosity mm-hmm. and that self-loathing, which okay. <laughs> which is a queer trope. You know, unintentional early early queer coding of this character. This this self-loathing, self-hatred that like yeah, I was the, cast away. No one wanted me. Yeah, they all hate Dean's me. Dean's feeling of abandonment. His he doesn't want to talk about how John is not here, yeah. and how it's his fault. It's got to be his fault, right? Because he deserves this. Sam hates him. Yeah, that makes sense. You hate me that much. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. It again. I hesitate to say anything. The writers do here is it's intentional. <laughs> um, but it's like, but at least they're consistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with this so far, so far they're consistent in that Dean hates himself. Who knows, maybe there was a secret writer that didn't get credited that slowly put, was like, I'm going to scoop it. You mean like, like after everyone was gone from the office for the day, someone came in and wrote a bunch of scenes? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or like, like, erase specific words and put in different keywords and like tried to make it so it was the same handwriting and they're like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a funny idea. It's going to just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna scooch in right yeah. here. We're trying to contact you about your car's extension warranty. <laughs> I'm just gonna. So I don't mean to be, you know, derailing the conversation, taking the, taking over the conversation just to talk about Dean all Let's the time. Let's talk about Sean the Sheep. <laughs> I don't mean to derail the conversation or anything, but, uh... But, so... I th- it's largely because um, Dean is a very important character to me, and there's a lot to dissect about his character, and I just don't feel as much of a connection to Sam. So, yeah. if one of you two could please get attached to Sam, so we can have equal discussion time on Sam, okay? Because I just don't feel the desire to deconstruct his character as much. Well, it's just because they're not really writing that much about him. We don't know really anything about him except for his girlfriend is dead. And this is the funny thing, right? Yeah, because they wanted him to be the main character. Well, here's the thing. Up in, like, at, at, certainly at this early point in the series, which of these two do you think, in all the promotional material, is being billed as the main character? Oh. Who would, you, who do you think is the main character of the, like, if, like, if, if you haven't, you haven't seen any of the promotional materials, who would you say is the main character of the show? I'd say it's Dean. Yeah. 
They were trying to bill Sam. Yeah. As the main character. Yeah, the the show was about it's Sam. Mi- it's Minnesota. What? Missouri. It's Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Even further. Yeah. So Dean is looking around like the privacy curtains. We see Ellicott pass by behind Dean. Dean sees a cabinet. Another good perception check for him. With a little tuft of hair coming out from where the hinge is. I was just like, hair? Dean rolling these perception checks. Well done, sir. He opens the cabinet and finds Ellicott's body. He's like, oh, that's just gross. like, gagging at the smell of this thing. How has it not completely decomposed? It's like a mummy. Yeah. I don't know either. It's been... Yeah, at this point, it probably wouldn't... It shouldn't smell. smell like that. I, Maybe it just I, smells I am, musty. It wasn't, I'm, like, airtight. I'm, yeah, I'm relatively unfamiliar, though, with how bodies decompose. If, so if it looked body, more mummified than rotted. Yeah. fact about uh, if a body is um, compact in a casket or a coffin that is way too tight for it, the gases in the body will make the whole coffin explode. Yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, bodies yeah. will explode. Yeah, it's cool. So Dean salts the body, pours lighter fluid on it, and then we see his <laughs> flashlight start flickering and go out. And Dean's starting to gag again. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have, oh no, the Gertie attack. Yeah. <laughs> Table slams right into Dean. And then we have Electroshockos time. Yeah. Ellicott grabs Dean's face with that electricity. I'm going to make you all better. And Dean throws the entire lighter in yep. the yeah, this grabs is what I, lighter. This, this is what I sit on. Yeah. This is what I was talking about before. Honestly. Throws the whole thing into the body. Goodbye, lighter. Yeah. But. <laughs> Gotta buy I a new that's, lighter. That's what he had to do in this situation. Yeah. Because he was being strangled. Sure. But. but <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's the same lighter every time. That's so funny. He just, like, summons it back. I don't know <laughs> how he gets yeah. his lighter back because he's always throwing it into graves. It's near near. I don't. <laughs> Mjolnir. It's Mjolnir. 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 Yeah, I'll just call it Mjolnir. Um, the body alights. The ghost stops and looks at his hands. And, and then they sort of start to... He's like, my electricity is gone. And then he turns, turns to... to stone? And dust? Crumbles? That's not how ghosts normally no. do that. Usually no. they either... Like catch Disappear. fire, burn up as the body burns, like yeah. we like we saw with Hook, hook Man. Yeah. His, yeah. His, his hook melted and then he caught fire. They go and burned. down the drain, like in the first episode. They, Some, turn, they turn into they, like water, like glass, or <laughs> or they turn into which made sense because she was a mirror monster, yeah. or um, this guy, like a pool of ectoplasm. This sometimes guy right. would have been more. Realistic, if maybe like some sort of electricity. I don't. I kind don't. I don't know why he turned to stone and dust. No, that weird. was an interesting choice. That was like tangled. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was weird. Sam um, wakes up. So you're not gonna try to kill me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like looking around, like no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because that would be awkward. <laughs> Um, so we say goodbye to the dummies. Yep. Just kind no of like more haunted asylums, okay? And they're like, haha, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay. Sam apologizes now for saying all those hurtful things. And Dean's like, you remember all that? And he's like, Liz, he's like, I couldn't control it. I didn't mean it. And Dean's just like, I do not believe this. Yeah, he's like, huh, you didn't? 
She just straight up no, doesn't believe him. No, of course not. Do we need to talk about this? Not really in the sharing, caring mood. Just need sleep. And we see he has completely shut down. Yeah. He is, he's like no emotion, just completely closed he's off. He's ready to go. Carve rooms away. And then um, they're in some sort of like hotel. They're, yeah, they're back, hotel. In a mo- they're back in a motel. Pan shot of shirtless Dean. Dean is sleeping Dean shirtless. sleeping. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and we get the cell phone of doom. Phone rings. Sam's like, Dean. Dean, wake up. Wake Dean, up. wake up. Get the phone. The phone is ringing. Sam picks it up. Hello? Then he sits, sits up in bed. bed. Dad? Dad? Credits. Oh. And it's like, damn it! And we're on the uh, mid-season break. It's Christmas time. It's New Year's. See you in the New Year, Supernatural. Woo-hoo. So, what do we think? It was about, good. About yeah. this episode? I liked how much time we spent in the asylum. Yes. I think it was a really good use of, like, just the, the amount of time we spent on the set. Fun location shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, this set, first especially as the first time using it, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's better than subsequent times when they do use it later. Well, and it's like, it's not like obvious that this is like, oh, this is the assignment from the asylum episode. But it's like, it's like, I've definitely seen that staircase mm-hmm. before. The big grand one when you first come in, I've seen that staircase yeah, before. It's not like on a sitcom when you're like, oh, they definitely used this room and good luck, Charlie. Yeah. Or, or the Sinister Cave of <laughs> the Sinister... Star Trek Cave. Star Trek Caves. The Sinister Cave of Sinister Meetings in Deep Space Nine. Yes. <laughs> that that it's, it's that one with the multiple layers where uh-huh. someone can be on, like, the upper landing, uh, shrouded in shadow and usually wearing a cloak of some kind. And then Odo can be down <laughs> and below. And Odo can be down below. <laughs> or Garrett can be down below. Yep. Or some anyone else can be down below meeting their shady contact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's not, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> um, but this is a cool location and they do return to it to shoot other things. So yeah, I, I agree. I think this was a good use of the space. I think, um, we got a lot of fun stuff, fun, fun shots as evidenced by like the long shots of nobody saying anything and Sam's just wandering around with the camcorder <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera's just following him around. Um, Look, orbs. Or I hit orbs. It's orbing like crazy here. Yeah. <laughs> How do we feel about all the pop culture references? Felt kind of forced. Very yeah. forced. Especially the when he turns around, he's like, "Let my friend Jack." Yeah, he does that twice. Yeah. I think it worked to make him. It, it was like he was uncomfortable, and yeah. he needed to make comfort for himself to with cope. these references. <laughs> So I think that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that's sense. that I feel like that's why it felt a little forced, forced because he was forcing himself to to do it and but I don't to think be light it. about it. <laughs> I hope that's I hope that that's what they were thinking, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I think they're like asylum, let's make some crazy jokes. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so what are we watching next time? Okay, next time in the new year. <laughs> uh, airing in January is season one, episode 11, the halfway point of this season, because there are 22 episodes this mm-hmm. season. Season one, episode 11, Scarecrow. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I hate, no. Oh, I hate Scarecrows. It's a, if, if, I, if I recall scarecrow. correctly, it's a spooky one. Oh, oh. I'm excited, but I'm kind of scared. No, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, join us next time for season one, episode 11, Scarecrow. This has been Three Itches in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. <laughs> I am a host, Bridget Downs. 
I'm a host, Patricia Downs. I'm a host, Margaret Downs. See Thanks. you next time. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user Elise's Music Dude for the use of their song, Bruff Music, as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.